Welcome to The Good Night Show. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Good Night Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep. Hello and welcome back to The Good Night Show. On today's episode, I'm joined by Dr. David Cowig, a holistic dentist based in Brisbane. Did you know that there is a direct correlation between your oral health and your quality of sleep? As a patient of Dr. David's and someone who has ongoing dental issues, I truly believe in the importance of oral fitness and how this can help not only your sleep, but your holistic wellness. Welcome, David. It's so great to have you on this podcast. Um, for, for all of the listeners out there, this is a definitely a topic that is of huge interest to me. I am somebody who has struggled enormously um, with my teeth for a very long time. And I was introduced to the world of holistic dentistry quite some time ago. And then um, I found David, so Dr. David Cowick, probably about maybe nearly five years ago now. And um, I think that there is so much information in the dentist space of the world of holistic dentistry that I would love David to share with all of um to all of us today. So David, uh, as I said, Dr. David Cowhig is a, a holistic dentist based in Brisbane. Welcome, David. Thank you, Cher, for having me on your podcast. Pleasure. So David, one of the questions I'd like to ask everyone is how did you sleep last night? And look, I slept okay last night. Um, I sort of have a regime that I try and stick to um, that helps me sleep because uh, uh, I have a cold shower before I go to bed. Ah. Um, I take a magnesium multi-mineral uh, drink and I also make an effort to try and clear my nasal passages um, with some saline, um, a saline spray so that I can breathe through my nose properly. But I actually, it's something we'll talk about later, I think uh, I actually put a little bit of tape on my lips as well so yes. that I continually... Mm -hmm breathe through my nose and that gives me a much better night's sleep. And are you somebody who has always been a good sleeper or is this something that you have to work at? Uh, look, I was a terrible sleeper. Um, I used to get up in the night all the time. Um, as a, you know, as a child, I wasn't a great sleeper either. So it's, um, it, it's something that through the education, certainly dentistry, when I trained as a dentist, we didn't really look at, um, the impact that sleep had on the oral health but yeah. uh, but certainly as i've gone down this journey through holistic dentistry for the last 20 years uh, the integration of ear nose and throat uh, dentistry and functional medicine the combination it you have to really get a good night's sleep to have a um a good wellness plan really Mm, definitely. And and so what made you um, choose to, to explore the holistic dentistry side of things um, 20 years ago? Because it's not something I find that it's definitely growing in popularity and awareness, but it's not hugely known. No, well, well I came over to Australia 22 years ago uh, and I had been, my, I'd been working as a dentist in England, in London and the South Downs um, at the top of the South Downs in a place called Crowborough, where the dentist there was known as a holistic dentist. So he exposed me to the concepts that we should be protecting the patients from 
the risks of mercury. We should mm. be. Uh, um, so that was my first introduction. But then when I came over to Australia, I was I had the opportunity to do a fellowship in nutritional and environmental medicine with a, a group called ACNEM, which is still around. It's generally for, for medical doctors, but there was an opportunity for dentists to uh, to do the fellowship. So I, yeah. at the same time as doing that, I actually bought a practice in the city of Brisbane. Um, mm. So I decided I'd call it Queensland Holistic Dental. And uh, for 10 years, uh, I just incorporated those, uh, a lot of the principles of nutritional and environmental medicine into the incorporation of the best style of dentistry. So, and then 12 years ago, we moved to the gap yeah. and uh, sort of created a, a small practice that uh, reflects all the philosophies of the practice. And, and what for those people who've got no idea what we're talking about and, and have never thought, thought about the connection between teeth and sleep and wellness in general, um, what, what, what are some of the foundations that you could explain to people about why we need to consider the holistic approach when it comes to dentist practice? Well, look, uh, I created um, an acronym called Oral Fitness, mm. which um, is a, a really simple way of explaining, explaining what holistic dentistry is. Holistic dentistry is basically accepting that the health of the mouth has an effect on the health of the body and the health of the body has an effect on the health of the mouth. So mm. um, everything uh, reacts to everything else. Uh, and the oral fitness, um, each letter refers to different uh, important factors in the style of dentistry, which also have a reflection on sleep as well. So yep. um, uh, the F is really for function, uh, the function of the jaw that we take for granted uh, until things go wrong, until uh, you start getting pain in your jaw uh, or you wake up with jaw pain uh, and maybe neck pain as well. Yeah. It, it is very much linked to the ability to, to sleep and breathe properly. Mm. Uh, there's a simple little test that people can do right now uh, where if they bite their teeth together with their lips together and just gently breathe through their nose, take a note of how much resistance there is for you to breathe through your nose. You may find you're congested or you just can't get, you, you're not comfortable breathing through your nose. Mm. And now if you just put your finger, the tip of your finger in between your teeth and put your lips around it and now breathe through your nose, you should find your nasal breathing is so much easier. I just did it so much easier. Yeah. And it just shows how the relationship of how your bite comes together has a factor in the ability of you able to breathe well through your nose, which then has a knock-on effect of being able to sleep deeper. So if that function is, is disturbed then your body is going to adapt through the night and it's going to adapt to try and optimize that that breathing mm. and it does that by first of all pushing forward and and then you find you wear your front teeth or you have chipping of your front teeth uh, and you can as your jaw is being pushed forward to open your airway you get a lot of strain of the joints and the strain of the neck and shoulders so uh, which obviously waking up with neck pain, headaches, uh, is very much linked to obviously the breathing aspect, but it's also linked to how your jaw comes together. And, and I remember that you, um, so last year, uh, my, both of my children um, see 
uh, see you as a dentist as well. And and the recommendation was one of my daughters or my daughter had to get um, her adenoids removed. Um, and you were explaining, uh, it, which made so much sense to me around that connection about she, you know, looking down the back of her throat and seeing that there was really not a lot of space um, around her tonsils and the adenoids and, and opening that up so that because she's a mouth breather. So she was a noisy breather and a mouth breather. And um, she had the adenoids removed in August last year and she's no longer a mouth breather. So she's, you know, not a noisy sleeper and doesn't mouth breathe. Can you explain to people about what this impact has, particularly when it comes to children? Absolutely. As the jaw is developing and as they're growing the airway is so important at night to be able to breathe through your nose and have your tongue in the right position, which is actually up in the roof of your mouth. Now, if you have an obstruction, whether it be adenoids or enlarged tonsils, or sometimes a a septum deviation from birth, then you're going to struggle to be able to breathe through your nose. So you will adapt by actually having a mouth breathing habit at night. When you mouth breathe at night, your tongue, instead of sitting up in the roof of your mouth and your lips together, it actually sits down on the bottom teeth uh, on your lower jaw and your swallowing pattern changes so that you actually can develop a a tongue thrust. So your tongue thrusts forward when you swallow. Uh, All of these things have an impact on how the upper jaw develops. So the, the upper jaw with all the teeth as they're coming through if that jaw hasn't developed as broadly because of the muscular pushing of the tongue, then it gets very narrow. Um, And then the lower jaw has to track, the teeth on the lower jaw has to track into this smaller space. And then often dentistry comes along and says, you've got crowding of your teeth. Let's take some teeth out and give you braces. So that actually makes your uh, space even smaller. So your tongue, which wants to live in this big home is restricted into this small, small home because the space hasn't developed as well. So that leads you to an ongoing mouth breathing, not deep sleeping constantly uh, in the, uh, your nervous system's constantly turned on. So it can lead to a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of hyperactivity, which is a very, obviously very common. Um, So all of these things, can be improved by eliminating some of those obstructions. Now, we don't like people having surgery, but if there's an obstruction that's actually affecting breathing, which is the number one important thing of existence, uh, then the breathing is the priority and the breathing through the nose is definitely the priority. And and it seems to make sense. So, you know, for for people to get all of this checked out, for their children, because if it can get sorted out early on, um, then it's really going to help uh, them for the rest of their lives in terms of having, you know, their jaws and their mouths developed to, to where they need to be rather than compromising. You know, you, I, I remember you sort of talking about how the, the jaws can cannot grow potentially to their full full size because the mouth breathing's causing the, the change, you know, in in the way that that develops properly. That's right. And, and with that, you're, uh, you, you tend to lean your head more forward. So, uh, so your head's not completely on your shoulders. It's leaning forwards. 
uh, and you have this um, with that mouth breathing, then your center of gravity changes. Mm. So your whole structure through your body changes. Um, my my daughter and my son have both had their uh, tonsils and adenoids taken out, um, especially my son um, who had really bad sleep issues, uh, really uh, quite an odor, even though his tonsils weren't enlarged, it was his adenoids that were enlarged, mm-hmm. but he was really... Um, stressed found it really difficult to concentrate really right. difficult uh, to focus uh, and since he's had that done he's sleeping deeply he's had a massive growth spurt he's uh, his brain is just exploding in uh, in his ability to learn so it has a really big effect and so for for people who are sort of sitting listening and thinking oh that you know that's something that could apply or i'm interested in looking at that it's really of any age of of children what what, what sort of age age brackets would you recommend coming and having that that checkup well i think you know from really from about two and a half onwards really yeah okay that's really uh we can get a a really a little picture of is there any mouth breathing going on if your child's a mouth breather then it's very common for them to have dark circles under their eyes yes um because they're allergens, they're breathing in allergens through their mouth all the time, mm. which then obviously their body's reacting in a, in a reactive way. So often being very sensitive to things, very allergic uh, is, a, is a sign that then their nose is their air filter. And if that's not being used, then their, their immune system will be on high alert again. Yeah. And some of the other things that you um, you talk about in, in your practice are around um, tongue scraping and oil pulling. There's quite a few lists of things uh, that people can really be looking at. So where can people start? Uh, look, I think, first of all, the maintenance of the math, really. I think that's really a visit to a hygienist or an oral health therapist um, to eliminate, certainly, uh, are we referring to children or adults? Um, adults now adults yeah um getting their gum health in good shape reduce mm. i mean that's the the eye in the in the in the fitness is uh inflammation and infection mm. making sure that their gum health is in good shape because uh people can have gingivitis which is just a, a localized slight bleeding of the gums but if left it can lead to gum disease which is a chronic uh inflammatory disease which has an effect on the whole body has an effect on uh, the systems of the body and then leads to infections as well so Mm. and those infections will challenge your whole hormone system they'll challenge your cortisol levels and uh, really uh, create a a big problem and affect sleep so that would be the first thing of really finding a dentist who has an oral health therapist or hygienist to make sure that your gum health is in good shape. That's the first step. And then are there things yeah. that you should be doing at home as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, up until that, when they do that, uh, that's where oil pulling would be a really good, a really useful thing. We've, uh, oil pulling is uh, online. They talk about putting a, a heat tablespoon of oil, of coconut oil into mm. the mouth. I find that's too much. I find yeah. just a flat, a flat teaspoon of coconut oil or virgin coconut oil, just that you can buy from the supermarket um, and place it in your mouth and just sluice it around your mouth with your lips together. Now, 
if, if, you, if you draw that coconut oil in between your teeth. So if you have any bacteria that's trapping in between your teeth, or if you have any gum problems, or if there's any areas where there's some stagnation and food packing, um, then it's going, that oil will draw that, uh, those bacteria out from those regions. Mm. And if for, five, for the first five minutes, that's really for your dental health, for your gum health. But if you can do it for 10, 15, 20 minutes, that's 20 minutes of you just slowly breathing through your nose. Mm. And again, when you're slowly breathing through your nose, you're stimulating your calming, healing, all of your digestive system working, your, um, so all your detox pathways. So that's where oil pulling has a massive effect on your whole body, being able to clear toxins. And we find that the people who are mouth breathers who wake up in the morning with their mouth dry, um, because they know they've been aware that they've been breathing through their mouth, then they get the most benefit from oil pulling. And, and for people who are thinking, oh, but I can't walk around for 20, like I don't have 20 minutes to do that. It's something that you can do really from the minute you wake up while you're getting all your other things done. So it's also, I find, quite a nice time because you can't talk to anyone. No one can really talk to you um, because you can't talk back. So it's just that that space. I mean, if you've got 20 minutes where you can sit and, and do, you know, just sit, then that's fabulous. But if you can't, you can incorporate yeah. it. Um, you can do it while yeah. you're, you're driving, you know, as well. Um, yeah. And just, but it's the spitting out is the important part. So you can't swallow any of this because it's full of toxins. You have to be able to spit it, spit this oil out. Yes. I mean, the other thing, if you spit it in, do not spit it into the toilet or the shower or the sink yeah. because it will go cold again and then it will accumulate over time. Yeah. And you may find you have a clogged drain. So spitting it into a tissue, into the bin mm. or into the bush, if you're walking with the dogs or, um, you know, it, as long as you something. get that out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we often, I mean, we really talk about five minutes for our patients when we're dealing with just the dental side. Yeah. Um, and we find when you're maybe cracking an egg open to cook it, um, from the moment you pick up that egg, put the coconut oil in your mouth, and then it takes about five minutes for whether you're poaching or frying or whatever you're doing. Yep. Um, and then as soon as that breakfast is ready to eat, then spit into a tissue and throw it in the bin. Yeah. So that's a so you have to find a real time where there's some neutral time, I suppose. I know that's difficult with little kids where they're demanding all the time, mm -hmm. but like you say, it's a good meditational, nasal breathing, calming system, especially if you've woken up in that fight or fright stress, I've got to get on with the day in a stress mode. Yeah. Na nasal breathing just calms you down and just allows you to uh, take the day on. And it's interesting. I was speaking with uh, another health practitioner just last week and uh, talking about how, you know, where, where society is right now and, and the heightened um, sense of stress that is around stress and anxiety for people that this year in 2021 um, is a great time to really um, take on board some of these breathing practices um, so really connecting in with the breath and slowing our system down is going to be so helpful for all areas and, and as we're talking about as well you know um, when it comes to, to looking at your mouth and, and teeth. Absolutely I mean the uh, the expiration of air is one of the pathways of excretion. So um, with a lot of mask wearing now, with obviously what's going mm. on, then 
if you have the wrong bacteria in your mouth and you're, you have gum problems and you've got infections, you're actually, the risk of rebreathing those bacteria into your lungs is, is high. So again, doing the oil pulling first thing in the morning would really just limit that risk factor if you're finding yourself having to wear a mask a long time in the day. So we've talked about, um, you know, maybe going and seeing a, a dental hygienist and, and getting a, a, a test, pressure test done on where you're at with, it, with you know, with your gum health and, and what's going on, um, looking at doing some sort of oil pulling practice each day if time allows. Is there anything else that you recommend for people to be doing at home? Well, uh, flossing would yeah. be the obvious thing and, br- and mm-hmm. brushing. Um, yeah. Which... You know, flossing is a, is something that a lot of people don't do because it's expected of you to do it at night. Mm. Everyone's tired. They want to go to bed. They want to brush their teeth quickly and go to bed. Mm. So we recommend maybe flossing while you're watching TV or while you're... So uh, once you get used to flossing, you really don't need a mirror. You mm. actually do it by, by feeling. If, if somebody has shown you how to do it properly, then you're wrapping the floss around the neck of the teeth and the neck... Each neck of the teeth has a conical shape. So you can actually floss your teeth without looking uh, once you get used to it. So that's what we encourage on uh, page two. Find your comfortable spot, whether you're reading or watching TV, uh, put your floss there so that you can actually uh, attend to that a long time before you go to bed. So then in the evening, you can quickly brush your teeth and then, uh, well, after you you know, after your regime of winding down, which I'm sure that you teach your um, your clients, mm. uh, just incorporate that into the into your plan. Great. And you you were talking about with with your routine. You like to have a cold shower. You've got your magnesium um, uh, liquid or oral, oral powder, yes. and then your saline spray. So talk us through um, why this works so well for you. I have had a nose, and this is, I suppose this is where um, I became aware. Um, I did some courses on sleep and dentistry, and we had to have a, a 3D uh, cone beam CT of each other to look at, to see the, the anatomy of the nose, the anatomy of the sinuses and all of the teeth. Uh, and it, when I had mine done, I had no idea, but I was completely 100% congested in my sinuses, up in even in my the back of my nose. So mm-hmm. I went through a process of uh, having an operation to to clear all those sinuses because I thought I could breathe through my nose well. Mm-hmm. But once everything was uh, once I had that ear, nose, and throat surgery. Um, all of a sudden I could breathe so much better and I just take steps every day to try and optimize that now. Wow. So that, because it's very, it's very easy to slip back to mouth breathing and then everything gets congested again. Mm. So nasal breathing through the day. And so that's where I bring in my, the, um, the nasal saline, you can get saline with uh, grapefruit. You can get saline with uh, xylitol. Xylitol is a natural sugar that inhibits the bacteria that cause tooth decay, but it also inhibits the bacteria that accumulate in sinuses as well. Uh, There's another one, uh, 98 Alive, which is a a, a Melaleuca nasal spray. Mm -hmm. And that, again, is great for anyone suffering from mold issues. Um, Oh, okay. uh, So just taking the opportunity to try and clear that nasal passage before you go to bed so that you can just optimise that nasal breathing. Again, 
if your bite is overclosed or and it's inhibiting that nasal breathing, then a dentist like myself would make a, a sleep, some, some little guard that would fit on your teeth mm-hmm. so that it would open your bite during the night so that you can breathe through your nose as well. Yeah. So there are a whole range of aspects that maybe a soft mouth guard or even a hard splint in some cases um, uh, improve nasal breathing. And then the concept of lip taping is something that, um, that I do. But again, I've gone down the route of visiting an ENT and getting my nasal passages, making sure that they're right. I wouldn't recommend lip taping for someone who can't breathe through the nose mm. and hasn't had it checked out. Yes, <laughs> that could be very uh, dangerous. <laughs> because uh, because they're just it just stresses the whole system. So certainly um, if an ENT has assessed everything and made sure that the function and the anatomy of the sinuses is clear and the nose mm. is clear, and that can be done with us with a cone bean CT, um, we can get a good view of if there's any congestion, then the concept of uh, lip taping is something that uh, has, an, has a, a huge effect on mm. your quality of sleep. And the cold shower, is this for your body temperature regulating? Uh, look, the cold shower, I, I did a Wim Hof training, mm-hmm. uh, which showed me how when you go into a cold shower, it really does stimulate that parasympathetic, the healing, calming. Mm-hmm. So trying to get into that state, before bed, I find uh, it helps me. Uh, I, I run very hot anyway, so uh, it's nice to just cool down um, before I uh, fall asleep. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. And now it's time for a quick break. Are you having trouble falling asleep? Calm your busy mind and drift off with the Goodnight Co. Deep Sleep Drops. Using a combination of naturally derived ingredients, our deep sleep drops have been scientifically formulated to help you naturally achieve a deep, restful sleep. Just eight drops under the tongue before bed can help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. We're offering you 20% off your next purchase of our deep sleep drops with the discount code PODCAST20. Try them today, available at thegoodnightco.com.au. Um, so there's some great some great tips there for people to, you know, if, you, if you're not even thinking about any of this, it's that might all seem very overwhelming, um, but even just a couple of those points can be a great um, place to start and think about incorporating yeah. and, and even just going and um, getting a dentist checkup for all those people out there that, you know, don't see a dentist regularly, um, you know, and I'm talking, I know people who don't go even yearly. um, That is something that, you know, just going and seeing a hygienist and getting your gums checked and your teeth and getting them cleaned is really important. I mean, you might know the stats around this a bit more and um, this is sounding a bit vague, but I've certainly read somewhere about the connection between gum disease and heart disease or cardiovascular? Yeah. Uh, I mean, gum disease uh, has been linked with heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, uh, inflammatory bowel disease, a whole range of because the mouth is not only the top of the gut, Mm. but it's connected to the the lungs as well and it's connected to the blood supply. So um, 
you know, more and more is being found out that uh, the, the bacteria that cause gum disease have been found in people with people, rheumatoid arthritis to pancreatic cancer to a whole range of different uh, chronic illnesses um, that addressing the gum disease and, and addressing the mouth breathing at the same time. Mm. Um, because it's often the mouth breathing that's drying the mouth that's making the bacteria stagnate that mm. leads to the gum disease. So it comes back to sleep again, the sleep and, and ruling out sleep apnea as well. I think it's important that we talk a little bit about sleep apnea. Definitely. We are not, dentists aren't allowed to diagnose sleep apnea, mm-hmm. but we are seeing the signs of it. And mm. the, the, the signs, obviously, snoring, um, is one of the big signs. A, a high percentage of people who snore have a degree of sleep apnea, um, but more stopping breathing. So if somebody's mm. snoring and then they stop snoring and their body stays still and then sort of their body jerks awake, then that's a real warning sign that at some stage your body's not getting oxygen, your brain and your lungs and your heart are under a big stress. Mm. And it's something that... Uh, when we look in the mouth, we can see little ridges on the side of the tongue mm-hmm. where it's, where the tongue has been under a lot of pressure, often on the inside of the cheeks, aligning with the bite as well. We can see signs of uh, acidic erosion on the back teeth, so that uh, the top enamel of the teeth has dissolved away, so you have these little pits um, of erosion from the body being under so much stress that actually gastric acid comes up from the digestive system into the mouth at night and then and then with the combination of the activity of grinding and trying to adapt your jaw to improve your airway the tooth structure is lost so if mm. your front if your front teeth are getting worn then there's a high risk that there's a sleep issue there's an airway issue and i think it's really important to note that this a lot of people seem to think that sleep apnea is only uh, really it's only something that's commonly found in men but women suffer from it just as equally as men you know so it's Absolutely. not so so don't disregard it and I guess that the great thing in all of this uh, conversation is that go and seek some advice you know um, so so start with your dentist and then they will be able to refer you to go and see who you need to go and see to get it checked yeah. out yeah absolutely I mean we used to be able to do sleep studies um, but now we have we can still prescribe a sleep study, but we actually then direct it uh, to take the form to the GP. Uh-huh. And then the GP signs the form. I like doing home sleep studies where a nurse comes to your house. Yeah. They wire you up in in your own bed. Uh, and basically you sleep in your own bed with your own pillow. You follow the normal routine that you have. If you have a glass of wine, normally you have a glass of wine. You know, it's, yeah. So it's a completely normal and then during the night, obviously these these recordings record your oxygen levels, your body position, your activity, um, how much you're snoring. Are you snoring when you're lying on your back? Are you on your side? Yeah. Uh, it has a lot of information. And then the next day the nurse comes and takes all that information away and then you get a report on it. So that will be the first really good step of seeing if there's a problem and sometimes when we make an appliance, whether it be a splint or um, a mouth guard, or there are different types of appliances that hold the jaw forward, 
we need to do another study to make sure that that's actually having a positive effect yes. rather than it, sometimes it can have a negative effect. So yeah. it's important that that's ruled out. Oh, so much information, David. Thank you so much for your time because there's, there is so much information in all of this. So I guess if, if that's um, the takeout for people is that really start thinking about your teeth your mouth, your jaw, what's going on and um, is it having this link? Is there a correlation between this and your sleep or is it something that you can help your children with? You know, if, you're, if you know that your children are suffering, then start now um, because there are lots of ways that we can do preventative work as well as, um, you know, if you're somebody that's in your, you know, mid-years or, or later years, your dentist should be your best friend, really, you know, um, certainly for me, I, I, I know that I need a lot of help in that space. So it's very important. Absolutely. I mean, certainly, I mean, my form of dentistry, and this is another, I suppose, an aspect of holistic dentistry, it's a very relationship-based practice. Uh, it's important that um, there is a good relationship and there is a good level of trust so that we can work together. And sometimes it takes years to get to the place where, you're happy with your smile, you're happy with your sleep, you're happy with eating and drinking uh, without a problem, without pain, without sensitivity, all these things there's, we can take, we can do it quickly or take longer time to, uh, to hopefully help you with all those things. Yeah, so thank you. Um, for, for people who are wanting to find out about Dr. David Cowhick, he does have some great, you've got great resources on your website. So lots of um, blogs, you've got your recordings um, as well. So there's some video, audio recordings and you know sign up to the newsletter because they there is a reg, there's regular communication about lots of different information um, and if you're looking for a, a fabulous dentist and you happen to live in brisbane i would highly recommend um, making the visit to see dr david cowig um, we will link all of the details um, in the show notes for people who want some more information on your practice um, but people can find you your website is dentalwellness.com.au Yes. And yeah. anywhere are you on social media? Uh, yes, I've got a um, I've got a couple of Instagram accounts, the Dr. David Cowhig, and there's another one, Dental Wellness Brisbane. Great. And uh, there's a Facebook page which is uh, Dental Wellness Brisbane. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you wanted to share, or that that I've missed, or a certain really critical piece of information that you think that people should should look into? Having metals in the mouth is one other thing that uh, we, we're surrounded by all the EMFs and Wi-Fi and everything. So um, the consideration of minimising the amount of metal in your mouth would be something that we uh, we focus on a lot. Uh, and, especially and when you say that, what do you mean? Um, certain fillings or things, or, or what do you mean by that exactly? Uh, the I mean the silver mercury fillings. Yeah. Um, often patients come to us who they want their amalgams, as they're called, uh, uh, taken out. Now, 50% of those amalgams is mercury. Mm. And if you're grinding at night and you're sleeping badly, then you're going to be getting a, a little mercury exposure, which will affect your gut flora, will affect your breathe it in. Um, it crosses the blood-brain barrier. So it's something that uh, ideally is optimally not in your mouth. Mm. And they, uh, we follow a, a, it's called a SMART protocol, which is a safe mercury amalgam removal technique, mm -hmm. which protects you from any exposure. It protects the dentist the, and the nurse as well and the environment so that we, uh, we're 
very responsible with that issue, um, but also other metals in the mouth, uh, whether it be titanium or gold or uh, chrome or metal dentures, we try and uh, give you the option of having a totally metal-free mouth. Mm. Uh, even, even with implants, even with titanium implants, we place zirconia uh, ceramic implants, which have been now successfully used for 20 years, and they're a, a, a safe alternative uh, that doesn't have a metal, it doesn't have a charge, it, it, uh, there's no reaction to the body. I know that we've talked about that. That's certainly something that's next on one of my many things that need to be done, but um, is is looking at the titanium, uh, the, yes, the zirconia, zirconia um, impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's certainly something that uh, um, being able to offer a total metal-free uh, solution really uh, is is quite rare in, in Australia. Mm. Uh, so we're uh, I mean I, I've been placing zirconia implants for over 10 years uh, and now that's starting to be more and more dentists are starting to get interested in that uh, but I think if it's not done in a way that's in we look at the sleep and airways and breathing first and optimize all of those things then you're going to get a much better success rate with whatever dentistry you have done because yes. you're not stressing everything at night but it yeah. does come back to sleep and um, and calming your body at night and getting that deep healing sleep. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you, um, you know, we often talk about how important a routine is. So, you know, your nighttime routine and really prioritising sleep is certainly um, the first step. Um, and when we're talking about all of this, you, you have a routine. So you're, you've got, you know, m- multiple steps, but you've got your you know, three, four big steps around your cold shower, your magnesium drink, the saline spray and the mouth taping. Um, and they're not um, difficult things to do. So it's not a laborious um, task that takes an hour. They're just some simple simple things that signal to your body that it also it's in that wind down stage and you know that it's going to be time to go to sleep. Yeah. And as far as the, the lip taping is concerned, if, you know, even if you get some micropore tape, in the evening and just put a little strip just from your nose to your chin, just straight down uh, so that you can still breathe through your mouth and just see how you feel after half an hour, an hour with it on your lips, because you will find if you have been mouth breathing and you can breathe through your nose, you'll find your system will calm. So that would be a, even if you weren't doing it at night, you could Mm. do it the the hour, half an hour before, and it will just calm your system with that slow nasal breathing. Great tip. Thank you so much, David. Um, We'd love to to get you back on again. Um, I'm sure it'll be a really popular episode um, and talk through, you know, some more specific things potentially and um, find out what people are, are wanting to hear from you as well. It would be a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Good Night Show. If you're keen to learn more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, hop on over to the Good Night Co. closed Facebook community group or check us out at thegoodnightco.com.au. And if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider by searching The Good Night Show. And if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks, everyone.